0: Former SABC COO Saudi Munsoni was back in court on Wednesday, this time in the Labour Court in Johannesburg. The court wants to establish who should be held liable for the cost of the SABC 8's legal case. This followed the unlawful dismissal from the public broadcaster after speaking out against censorship, among other things, in 2016. Mutoni's lawyer, Tabi Masuku, says his client had nothing to do with the matter. He read excerpts from the affidavit previously filed by former news executive Simon Debele in court. In it, Debele indicated he had taken the instruction to fire the employees from acting CEO
1: Jimmy Matthews
0: during a meeting.
1: Acting uh, CEO, uh, having spoken about Jimmy, Jimmy Matthews, he says, then brought it to my attention that the journalist had been coming to his office and had been writing letters to him, which supported this his assertion that the journalists were acting in defiance with the editorial decision. This is when the acting uh, yeah, the CEO, Mr. Jimmy Matthews, issued a directive to the, that the journalists ought to be suspended right away, and I implemented that directive.
0: But Bermow's lawyer Hans van der Riet countered this assertion, saying that this could not have been possible, as Matthews had already left the public broadcaster by the time the CBC 8 was suspended.
2: The fact that Mr Matthews initiated, yeah, I think uh, the evidence that my land friend for the second respondent relies on suggests um, the 21st of June, he, he made that direction. Um, is it entirely irrelevant because Mr. Matthews ceased to be involved with the SA, SABC from the 27th of June. That, that is unequivocally stated in the founding <coughs> affidavit and has dealt with in those applications. Founding affidavits, it's inter alia stated in paragraph 24, page 13. Uh, and I, no, nobody quarrels about that. So, Mr. Matthews could not really have been involved in the uh, unacceptable conduct after the 11th of July, he was
0: not there. He, was not, he had no function at the SABC anymore. But Debele's lawyer, Peter Pugh, threw a curved ball, saying there is a new affidavit that Debele has made. Pio asked the court to disregard the first affidavit that implicated Matthews and rather accept that Debele's argument aligns with the applicants. Pio says the first respondent, the SABC, and the second respondent, Mutsuning, should pay the
3: money. But with regard to the first respondent and the third respondent, the, the first respondent is vicariously liable. So, and um, in in that immediately makes them liable. Um, but I would suggest, and, and I don't want to repeat myself, that that on the evidence itself, your Lordship should come to a conclusion that the second respondent
0: the, this matter. the SABC told the court that it's only prepared to pay up to 10% of the legal costs, if at all. The public broadcaster argues that as a public institution, paying this cost would mean that the taxpayer is paying. It also says the institution had entrusted both Debel and Mutsuening with following procedure, and so they should carry 90% of the costs. Referring to another SABC case, SABC lawyer Philip Mugwena said Debel and Muswining were senior officials and should be held liable.
4: For the court seriously to consider. Holding officials who behaved in the high-handed manner described him personally liable for the cost incurred. He says, but not this might have a sobering effect in the true and public officer's bearers. To his regret, he was not able to follow that course in the case before him because the applicant had not prayed for a personal cost order. This one is much more contrary where there is those of.
0: The court was full for the most part with friends of Saudi Mutsuening, some artists and members of Black First Land First. Mutsuening was also supported by some school children who are COSAS members during the lunch break. The court will give judgment on Friday.